According to Quentin, Sampson, Alabama used to be the city of a million roses. But that was before the Civil War. And so the stories would go. Quentin's storytelling reached back through his own family line to tell of the time back when. Samson. Everyone worked. Even the kids had two or three jobs before they were 12. Quentin reported working at a dry goods mercantile store before helping his father with road work. And the road work didn't have the nice machinery we have now. There were simply mules and dynamite sticks. You're welcome for the roads, right? <laughs> he worked, and he worked hard with his father. On his one day off, Quentin said that he loved to go fishing. This was something that he'd do later with his own children and his grandchildren, whether from a boat or the Bay Bridge and pier. In his teenage years, he set his sights outside of the city of a million roses to a world that was full of both conflict and possibility. Quentin first tried to enter the military at only 15 years of age, but his mother wouldn't sign for him to enter. At 17, he was finally able to join the National Guard artillery. Then he got into the Army Reserve, and when Korea started, he was called into the Army, the heavy truck company. But he didn't head to the Pacific over toward Korea. Instead, he was in Europe, France, and Germany. But I never heard too many tales about France and Germany, although his family does have connections to the, you know, that place across the pond, I know. I did hear a whole lot about his service in Wisconsin for some reason. His time in the Army brought him to Fort McCoy in Wisconsin, and it was there that he met his beloved Ramona. By 1952, they were married. And then he was out of the army, and God quickly blessed Quentin and Ramona with two children. Quentin's work ethic, which was instilled from childhood, never seemed to leave him. You'd see it recently when he'd stand up and he'd sway, almost like one of those clown inflatable things, right? <laughs> And you'd be worried that he'd fall. You'd be bracing for it. And you said, I pray this isn't the day that he goes down. But he wouldn't use a cane. He wanted no crutch. Quentin worked from Baldwin Dairy to foremost ice cream vendor truck. We see how his time spent in the army proved beneficial to his later employment. From heavy truck company to ice cream truck vendor so long as someone still has a soul and a heart, an ice cream truck vendor has no lack of friends in the neighborhood. Once the stores got their fair share, what could be shared was shared. Neighborhood kids and even dogs would line up to see him if he was willing to give out any treats. But that work didn't last long and he tried his hand selling life insurance, a difficult trade in difficult parts of town. Finally, he landed with Frito-Lay as a distributor and vendor. You likely aren't going to be able to go down the snack and potato chip aisle in the grocery store or the gas station aisles without thinking of all the hard work he did 
and without a tear in your eye as you remember Quentin. There are some things so simple, a Frito corn chip, a potato chip, right? Some things so simple that many people are going to pass by that are somehow now sacred for this family. It means something more. It's how God provided for you through this man. Quentin knew work. It wasn't just one job at a time. For a few years in the 60s, there were two restaurants to manage, two horses to keep, rental homes to maintain, shrimping on a shrimp boat. And although work ethic was very strong, there were times when he'd sit and he'd hold his children and read stories. And even the time spent working became family time. I guess that work ethic gets passed along. Working on the shrimp boat together, that's family time too. Washing dishes at the restaurant, that's family time too. Time at the rodeo because he was the one breaking all the horses, that's family time then too. Quentin worked with his father on the roads, and you worked with your father. And those are cherished memories now. Quentin knew history and stories. There was time, there was the time, and I think you all know it, uh, that he suffered Stephen Johnson syndrome. Right? And apparently the doctors thought he was done for, but there was that ever secretive nun that came in and slipped him the Benadryl, and he had the promise not to tell, right? You know the story. And then the doctor came in the next day, and apparently the doctor, according to Quentin, hit the roof and was amazed that he was doing better, simply able to shake his toes around. We heard his stories. We talked with him. We came to the house on Elaine's circle, and the door was always open. No matter how hot it was, and it was rarely this cold, and I still bet that main door was open. Open. And I would think, how much air conditioning is being wasted? Come on. But it was open. It was like those open houses around Christmas time, with the spread of food and punch, and friends and neighbors just cycling through the house. And his brothers and sisters at our church, Emmanuel Lutheran, were blessed to come near every Christmas and to sing carols and hymns to him. And he would always say, when we'd ask what his favorites were, he'd say, I just love them all. I just love them all. And we'd get the full open house treatment with coffee, punch, endless cookies and treats. Thank you, Mary. (laughs) We look back on the pictures, too, when we sang to Ramona when she was in that bed by the front door. And now we will look back on the pictures of Quentin, and we will miss him too. Later in his life, Quentin enjoyed traveling and woodworking. The annual summer trips to see family were expanded, you know, up in Wisconsin, right? Were expanded into motorhome trips out west. The woodworking was incessant, Something fun for the grandkids, a practical table, or just fixing a piece of furniture for a friend. And one time I asked Quentin, you know, the Lord Jesus, he was born in the fullness of time, of course, and he was born of Mary, of 
and he was raised by Joseph, a carpenter. He likely followed in his father's footsteps and was a carpenter himself. And I asked him, do you think that that tells us something about our Lord being a woodworker? And Quentin answered, and I could tell that he felt his answer was either just, maybe he thought my question was irrelevant. That's fine too. But he thought his answer, I think, was irrelevant, insufficient, or he just wanted the conversation to move along. But, but I relished his answer because he said, well, you can make just about anything out of wood. Maybe that's why Quentin liked the old rugged cross song so much. But you, I, and Quentin know full well that it isn't the quality of the wood or the cross itself that mattered. What truly mattered was the one who was nailed to that wood, the Lord Jesus Christ. For all the jobs that Quentin had, and for all the self-reliance that he had, you know, even all those jobs that he had at one time, there was one job. And there is one job that Quentin was never able to have for himself or for others. Savior. Quentin, as we remember him today, for all his wonderful qualities, we must also be honest before our God and acknowledge that Quentin was a sinner who needed saving. It was why he liked singing Amazing Grace, because he knew that he was a wretch. If he's willing to say it, then we can say it not only of of ourselves, but of all of us. We're all wretches in need of saving. You see, Quentin needed more than a crutch. He couldn't save himself in total or in part. And cancer and death are stark reminders of the wages of sin. There was no offering of himself to God. There was only God's saving grace putting Quentin into the wordy water of holy baptism, drowning his sins dead there, washing him clean, joining him to his death on the cross. And yes, Jesus can make just about anything good and right. Through the forgiveness of sins, the Lord raised Quentin new and opened heaven to him. And that's how it stands for Quentin and for us. Father sent his son to accomplish what none of us could. With all of our works piled to high heaven, it doesn't even get close to high heaven. We need Jesus Christ's work for us. And the Lord sends the Holy Spirit to testify to who Jesus is and what he has done. And God delivers salvation through his word. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing through the word of Christ. Baptism now saves you. So that must be God's work because I don't ever and I never save myself. Our Lord Jesus gave his body and blood under bread and wine to Quentin in his holy supper. And this sinner from Samson was forgiven all his sins. To look to God's work. On that old rugged cross for Quentin. And find true peace for, God, for Quentin and for yourself. Look to the empty tomb to find the greatest consolation and hope in the midst of grief. 
Christ has defeated death. It's defanged. It's done. Our Lord Jesus worked to save you from your sins. He worked with his Father for you. He delivers the goods to you through word and sacrament. It's good, right, and proper to remember Quentin. To share the stories that he shared, whichever way he told them to you, right? To mourn and grieve over his death. To look forward to being reunited with him. With him and Ramona. And all those who believe in Jesus Christ as the way, the truth, and the life. And oh, that way is so narrow. There is only one way, one truth, one life. There was only one death on that one tree that pays for the sins of the world. Yet because of the death of Jesus Christ, our Lord, the curtain is torn from top to bottom. Heaven itself is open to us, wide open like the doors at Elaine's circle, beckoning one and all to come in. You're all invited to enjoy the spread that God sets before you. Thank the Lord for what he has done for Quentin and for you. Because of Jesus, we have certain hope for the grand reunion at the last when he returns in glory. Because of Jesus, we're headed to our true home to be with our Lord in the new creation, to a city more beautiful than one with a million roses. Amen.